हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट सिक्स कंपोनेंट्स ऑफ डिसेंट्रलाइज्ड डेवलपमेंट सोशो इकोनॉमिक एंड पॉलिटिको एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव एंड आवर टॉपिक इज स्टेप्स और मेजर्स टू स्ट्रेंथन द सोशो इकोनॉमिक एंड पॉलिटिको एडमिनिस्ट्रेटिव कंपोनेंट्स In the previous unit, we have already discussed in detail the socio-economic component of decentralized development, as also the steps taken to strengthen it. Hence, here our main concern is to provide meaningful suggestions in order to strengthen the politico-administrative component. in order to avoid any clash or overlapping of functions of the known official and bureaucrats it is required that there should be clarity with regard to the powers and functions between the two in the absence of such clarity there are chances of more misunderstanding and differences the two should not only be equitained with their powers and responsibilities but also each other's problems difficulties and responsibilities mutual understanding and respect are useful for good relations between them they should not consider each other as competitors rather they should complement each other on the pattern of gujarat and punjab a separate panchayati raj service should be established this may solve many of the organizational functional and personal problems which confront the panchayati raj and municipal administration also there is a need to follow certain principles like principle of subsidiarity as done in kela transferring all the line department functions to panchayats and the principle as followed in karnataka that to allocate functions to what is appropriate at a given level and not necessarily at the higher level as a result the overlapping of functions between the panchayats while providing for demarcation of functions and responsibilities between the known official and official functionaries of the panchayats will be checked as planning can be vital tool in the optimal allocation of resources and can facilitate the process of resource matching which are very crucial in the development process it therefore becomes necessary to initiate certain measures in order to strengthen the local level planning some of these measures are discussed below the dpc must have experts from various fields such as economics hrd technologies agriculture health engineering infrastructure and management and their task should be provide necessary technical input to carry out the data analysis and assist in preparation of action plan and to monitor and provide feedback 
to the DPC and lower tiers. The chairperson of the DPC should be from among the elected members of Jila Parishad or municipality. The DPC should be given the exclusive task of planning as planning is an elaborate exercise that requires extensive as well as intensive efforts. The DPC should primarily guide and facilitate panchayats and municipalities in formulating their plans. It should resolve policies, priorities, programs and strategies for the total development of the district so as to ensure maximum and prudent utilization and exploitation of available natural human and other resources in the area. The DPC may organize training programs to impart technical skills to personnel engaged in the plan formulation at the lower level local bodies. This will enhance the capability of personnel and hence quality of planning will improve. The DPCs should be empowered to decide upon the plans prepared for the district and it may be submitted for information to the government. So far as accountability of chairpersons and members of panchayats is concerned, the Central Act has provided for financial auditing. In order to be effective, it requires procedural simplification like inspection of accounts for projects or items above certain value so that the panchayats and the municipalities are not questioned for every small detail which may prove to be the counterproductive. It is further suggested that all the financial details must be displayed outside the panchayat offices and be given to all the members so that transparency is maintained. Besides, the auditing should also be transparent that is at the preparatory stage itself the objection raised by the auditors should be given to all the ward members before the panchayats and municipalities prepare the reply. After this, the final report should be placed before finance committee of the panchayat and the Gram Sabha as also the municipality and ward Sabha. So far as social audit is concerned, there is a need to have proper procedure for raising questions recording of proceedings, compliance of by the members if required and reporting to people about the action taken. Apart from these, there should be a mechanism for arbitration in case of action is not taken for rectification. For example, there are cases like non-availability of essential commodities or non-payment of wages which need to be attended to by the panchayats for which the responsibilities are given to panchayats 
in some states like Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Uttar Pradesh. It has been observed by the field studies that in certain cases actions are not taken by the panchayas despite complaints by the people. Such cases may be referred to tribunals. It is further suggested that the People's Watch Committee should be constituted from among of, of the senior citizens non-political at the district and block levels. It should play the role of the ombudsman and its role should be advisory in nature. It should examine the procedural shortcomings and bottlenecks in the implementation of panchayat and municipal acts. The Right to Information Act is a welcome step in the direction of maintaining transparency in the functioning of the local bodies. The right to information includes the right for taking extracts and obtaining certified copies of documents of any material or information contained in a document relating to the administrative, developmental or regulatory functions of a panchayat and municipality and includes any document or record relating to the affairs of the panchayat and municipality. With regard to the functioning of DRDA, it is suggested that DRDA should be merged with Jila Parishad. If the merger is not done, then the DRDA should be working under the overall direction of Jila Parishad and Panchayat Department. In other words, the DRDA should be made accountable to Jila Parishad. It should be further seen that DRDA do not become agencies to implement the program by themselves. Rather, they should oversee the implementation and other agencies. They should maintain their separate identity but function under the chairmanship of the chairman of the Jila Parishad. Their role is supportive for providing technical inputs to Jila Parishad and facilitating by way of coordination with banks or line departments for implementation by panchayas. They should also match over the and ensure transparency and effective utilization of funds intended for anti-poverty programs. The functioning of the rural and urban local body reveal that there are lots of problems due to the presence of MLA and MPs in the panchayas and municipalities as their members. It is highly objected by the elected panchayati raj and municipal members. Accordingly, it is suggested that amendment should be made in existing 73rd and 74th Amendment Acts, thereby scrapping the provision related to the membership of MLAs and MPs in the rural and urban local bodies. Now let us conclude the unit. 
the socio economic and politico administrative component of decentralized development can be achieved only when the above recommendations are implemented in letter and spirit sincere efforts should be made by the government to see that there is no clash between the elected representatives of panchayats and municipalities and the mlas and mps on the one hand and between the bureaucrats and people's representatives on the other in order to provide a definite direction there is a need of bringing amendments in the central acts in order to bring mandatory nature in the act among other the crucial aspects that need to be further addressed are empowerment of people especially women sc st and obc transparency accountability planning unit coordination and delivery system and only when these are addressed by the act in concrete terms the components of decentralized development can be set up in a right perspective decentralization is advocated as an important component of policies to improve governance in developing countries and is often regarded as a necessary precondition for socio economic and political development these dimensions reflect in general terms increasing and often subsequental stages of progress in achieving the objectives of decentralization the access of weaker sections to ruler and urban power structure has been ensured legally thereby enlarging the social base of the system they have got an opportunity to air their grievances and get them cleared through participatory decision making process from the politico administrative angle a lot has yet to be achieved for example merger of drda with the jila parishad effective and efficient functioning of the dpc provision of accountability and transparency less interference from mps and mls and bureaucrats in the functioning of local bodies until and unless these provisions are implemented in right earnestness the politico administrative component cannot be achieved now let us wind up the session and we have come to the end of the unit thank you very much for engaging yourself with a self learning podcast